Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Christ Over Crypto, where earthly investments become heavenly treasures. I'm your host, Frank Turner. And on Christ Over Crypto, our message is about stewardship of God's resources so that they don't become our master, but allow us to honor and glorify our heavenly father. On today's episode, I'll be talking to an old friend and entrepreneur, Samuel Bogan of Entertaining Money. He has an amazing wealth of insight on our financial and monetary systems. He'll be sharing with you how you can invest wisely and securely in the face of uncertainty that is certainly coming uh, with some of the recent um, situations that are going on. He'll be discussing that in depth, so you don't want to miss that. Uh, later in the show, I will be talking about the Coinbase effect. Um, Coinbase just listed a new coin, and we'll talk about the um, what it means when an exchange like Coinbase lists a coin and what it means for the future cryptocurrency and accessibility. But before we get into all of that, we're going to pause a moment from a word for our sponsor and also our intro. And after that, I'll see you on the other side of the break. Everybody listen up, I'ma let you know that it's all about Christ over crypto. You should invest, but still be responsible. And remember that it's Christ over crypto, yeah. And money shouldn't be your master. Verse 24, Matthew, the sixth chapter. Serving God is the only thing that I'm after. Tell the devil back up when I get my stacks up. This is not about greed, I just wanna be a better me. Use my resources to build up a legacy. I don't wanna be dead broke when I'm 70. Christ over crypto, and it's really helping me, yeah. Christ over crypto, come on, hey. Christ over crypto, yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by Bitcoin Legendary. New to cryptocurrency? Curious on how to buy and sell Bitcoin? Visit ebook.christovercrypto.com for your free copy of Bitcoin Legendary. This ebook gives you a step by step guide on how to invest in Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies safely and securely. Ladies and gentlemen, I am really, really excited for our next guest on the show. He's a, a schoolmate of mine from back in the day uh, when we were just youngsters in middle school. He's turned into a man who knows a lot about money, a lot about investing. I'm really excited to have him on and he can share his insight with you. Welcome to the show, Mr. Samuel Bogan of Entertaining Money. Welcome to the show, Sam. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, man. So, you know, obviously... Um, you know, we, we've talked before, um, but, but I want for, for Christ or a Christ of a crypto audience, I want you to give them a quick background on, on how you got into investing in money and, and what do, uh, and really what got you your passion going for, for understanding the monetary system and, and taking advantage of it. Sure thing. I was introduced to financial education in college. My roommate had a copy of the book Rich Dad Poor Dad, which I actually thought was a romance novel. And it's a funny story. I asked him, dude, why are you reading this? <laughs> I was like, why are you reading this thing, man? And he explained to me that it wasn't a romance novel, that it actually was a book on personal finance. And at the time I was like, ah, whatever. And I ended up seeing the book later in a bookstore when I was actually trying to develop my financial education. I read the book and Robert Kiyosaki's number one best-selling work changed my life. And since that, since that point, I've been 
trying to increase my understanding of the monetary system and essentially to become the best investor I can. That's that's a great uh, great thing to try to strive for. So, with in regard to entertaining money, um, just explain to the audience, you know, what is the impetus behind entertaining money? What is the goals? If so, if somebody starts following entertaining money and starts listening to what you have to say, what do you want them to gain, and what can they expect to to see um, and understand from the monetary system? Sure thing. Well. Rich Dad, Poor Dad changed my life so much, and I knew the impact and the importance of the book. Not only that, the philosophy that I had the idea that, hey, other people have to get exposed to this. It's a must. It's a must-have. It's information that must be known. So the impetus was for me to become a marketer to expose that information and the fact that the book even existed to those who may not have been aware. Okay, that's, I mean, that's very, very good. I mean, I think just spreading information is something that we don't see enough of. We, a lot of people are, are comfortable being ignorant about certain things. Um, what is the number one thing you would say as you've journeyed into investing and studying uh, finance is the number one thing that most people don't know about investing or saving, but they should know? I believe the most important thing is the actual makeup of our monetary system. Throughout the course of human history, we've had different types of schemes to exchange value, things that we need, things that we may want. That was barter, where individuals simply traded what they needed and wanted. It evolved into commodity money, gold and silver, or actually, let me back up for a sec. So several things have actually functioned as money. You're talking salt, cowrie shells, beads, arrowheads, fish hooks, beaver skins, etc. The list goes on and on. Let's see. More recently, well, after gold was the basis of our monetary system, we moved to receipt money where individuals could actually carry around paper notes and exchange that from the gold that was on reserve at a bank. From there, we went to fiat currency, where essentially our system wasn't backed by anything but the faith of our nation. And that has very important implications. And that is the fact that what we call money, which is actually a currency, loses value over time. And that is important to anybody who's holding their wealth in cash. Over time, even though it may be gradual and very slow, you actually lose your wealth. You lose your purchasing power. You may have those dollars in your account, but your purchasing power is diminishing steadily over time. So it's important to know the monetary system that actually operates. Man, that was that was a that was a ton of good information. I, I think. Um, 
you know, the, the one thing I would try to try to, you know, keep our listeners, you know, focused on is you said your money, your money loses value over time. A lot of people don't think about that. They think about, well, I'm saving. I'm in a bank. Um, can you explain the importance importance of diversification of, of assets and, and what assets retain their value over time? Sure thing. I'll present this. So with currency, it's not it's not wealth because I'm sorry. Let me let me let me get clear. It's a representation of wealth. So just like electricity, it must keep moving. So the currency itself doesn't retain or hold the wealth. It actually and only transfers the wealth into real things. Your real estate, your land, the buildings, your automobiles, even though people may say they're liabilities and they lose value, but still they're valuable in the grand scheme of things. So your currency is just a means to buy the things that you actually need for the sustenance of life. Now you do have you do have assets in other financial instruments such as stocks and bonds, but these are paper instruments and they're also susceptible to a crashing monetary system. Thank you. Thank you for that. And that's going to lead me into my next question. Obviously, on Christ over crypto, um, we, we talk about good stewardship of investing. We got uh, Mr. Samuel Bogan here of Entertaining Money. Uh, you can listen to this episode or any episode on iTunes. Just type in Christ over crypto there. You're also on YouTube where you can check out our exclusive interview segments and other content as well. So um, just just to ask you another follow on question to these to the asset thing, uh, Sam, I I've been in a debate with people about cryptocurrency. And so I my my stance is it's a new asset class and that it's a bear, you know, instrument that has, you know, value from a standpoint of if you hold it, you actually own it. It's not a it's not like a, a dollar that somebody that may lose value of time. It is it is that instrument. Can you explain where cryptocurrencies fit into uh, an investing portfolio and what kind of asset are they? How would you classify cryptocurrency um, going forward? Um, for investors? Sure thing. First of all, I believe listeners have to understand that the dollar is an instrument of debt. And that's important to the discussion on cryptocurrencies because our system of debt, where debt must be increased and expanded, can only go on for a certain amount of time. And the Federal Reserve actually tells you and publishes that the dollar has approximately 4% of its purchasing power left. So what this means in layman's terms is that the dollar debt system is coming to an end. So of the quadrillions of dollars in sloshing cash floating around the world economy, in addition to the derivatives that exist, that wealth has to be transferred into something. And you have experts, I'm not an expert, but you have experts who have the strong opinion that one of those some things is going to be cryptocurrency. 
So you can consider cryptocurrency not so much as a commodity. See it as a sponge that is going to absorb the hyperinflation from the old dollar debt system into this new system of making transactions in the global economy. So it's not so much a commodity, it's a bona fide new system of transactions. Man, that was that was a great point right there. I think that um, is something that, you know, like I said, I've really, really been a big proponent of cryptocurrency because uh, of that um, you know, nature that you just said about it being almost being kind of a sponge, a place where, like you said, wealth will be transferred. Uh, you know, and a lot like how gold and silver was transferred, you know, back in the in the 70s, when people don't realize when IRAs were first opened up in 1974, the value of uh, price of gold quadrupled in that year that they opened self-directed IRAs. People could invest in gold once it was taken off the dollar. So I think it's possible that you know in a similar situation, cryptocurrencies could be a sponge uh, for that. So I, I thank you for that great insight. Let me let me ask you a couple more questions. I'm gonna get you out of here. Um, you mentioned debt a few times. Some people don't understand what debt means. Can you explain how important it is to not be in debt when a financial crisis hits and, and, and the ramifications of being in deep debt when the dollar, say, loses a value or something you know crazy happens in the economy? Well, if an individual or a business is not able to service the debt payments, it's a bad situation because as the broad economy slows, you have to understand that the velocity of money, that is the, the, the rate at which money is utilized and transferred in the system, as that slows, that means your profits also suffer. So in very simple terms, if you're not making any money, that is, if you're not making profits or the profits to service your debt, it comes to a point to where just like it's similar to dominoes in a line. One falling domino affects the next and so on and so forth. So if you don't have a cash reserve and you're not prepared to essentially deplete your cash reserve, most likely your your business will suffer and meet its end or the individual for that matter. Wow. Um, so that's interesting you say that. So a lot of people look at uh, countries like Venezuela um, and India where they've had cash systems go awry, hyperinflation. Um, it's been very hard to get. Um, you know, goods there because the price is so expensive. A lot of people think that cannot, that situation can't happen in America. Um, do you think, um, what, what do you say to the listeners or the people out there who say, ah, oh, there's no, you know, yeah, that sounds good. You know, all the stuff you're saying sounds great, but you know, this is America. We got the dollar. Everything will be fine. It's back, you know, it's backed by oil, petrodollar. We're good. What, what would you say, uh, to refute their claims about, um, the dollar or the stability of it? Sure. I would say that in the history of mankind, there have been thousands and thousands of currencies, and they've all completely gone to zero. You're talking great nations such as Rome. It met its fate from 
essentially <laughs> running the mint to oblivion. Not only that, historically speaking, we've had currency crisis in the United States before. The Continental is one example. So we've had currencies within the U.S. to actually completely devalue. So it won't be the first time. And what most people have is a normalcy bias coupled with the fact that they don't understand how the debt system actually works and that there is a limitation to the amount of debt that can be created out of thin air. Wow, that was that was really I mean, there is a limitation to the amount of debt that can be created out of thin air. I want you guys to, to hang on that for a second. Um, the last thing, um, get you a couple. Like I said this a couple of questions ago, but I really am going to hold to it this time. Um, a couple more questions. One is, what? Uh, let's say somebody's listening to this podcast. They're saying, okay, wow, my my my, I'm blown. My mind's blown open. I just swallowed the red pill. I'm looking at everything. I, you know, how how can they um, get started to secure uh, their financial future in this monetary system, knowing um, not having even gotten started, just hearing this interview today. What what is what is Give them two or three things they can do to help, um, you know, lighten the burden of a failing monetary system. Sure thing. Well, number one, I can't provide financial advice because I'm not licensed to. But broadly speaking and generally speaking, what occurs in the, the act of a dying currency is that it's losing purchasing power. So it's losing value. And the things around you become ever increasingly expensive. As you can as you can take an example from Venezuela and Argentina right now, but more precisely Venezuela, the bout of hyperinflation where the cost of goods and services are rising meteorically. So the issue that the person is dealing with is that their cash is going to lose value. It's going to take more and more dollars to buy the same amount of goods and services. Throughout the course of history, what the savvy individuals have done is they exit out of the dying currency and they enter into the new currency. Historically speaking, that used to be gold and silver, but due to the advent of computer technology, we now have cryptocurrencies. As a matter of fact, the cryptocurrency blockchain system is being built out in preparation of this transition. So you're talking all of that previous wealth flowing out of the dollar into the cryptocurrency and blockchain system. So the wise thing to do is to get out of the dollar as quick as you can. And it is a balancing act. I understand that people still have to cover the cost of living from month to month, but you have to, you have to take the necessary steps to transition into this, this currency that's being, the system, this currency system that's being burnt because there's going to be a wealth transfer and as we've seen before, the wealth transfer is very significant. A lot of lot of money is going to be made, as well as a lot of 
destruction to individuals who are unaware. Wow, that was that was good, man. Um, like I said, I could keep asking you questions all day, but um, we don't we don't have that much time. But I may have you come back on. Um, <laughs> no worries. For the listeners out there, how can they connect with you? Then let's say they heard they hear what you're saying. Like, man, I want to know some more about this. What this guy's saying? Where can they connect with you and get some of your resources that you were talking about today? Absolutely, I'm online at www.entertainingmoney.com. I'm also on Instagram at at entertaining money. There you have it, man, Mr. Entertaining Money himself, Samuel Bogan. Man, thank you so much for joining the show and sharing your insight. I uh, hope you guys really got a lot of that, Sam. Uh, thank you for coming on again, and, and we'll definitely have you on again soon. Hey, Frank, thanks so much for having me. It was a pleasure. All right. I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. Uh, again, shout out to uh, Sam Bogan, Entertaining Money. You can check him out, www.entertainingmoney.com and on Instagram, Entertaining Money as well. Um, just like I said, a guy who just, you know, I, I grew up knowing him and, and just the way he's um, just understood the monetary system is something that is is a really important thing that I think we don't know enough about as um, Americans uh, in this country and certainly something we need to focus on. So definitely continue to connect with him on his website. Uh, get that information there. Um, you know, now we're going to head into another segment. We're going to talk. We, we previewed this at the beginning of the show, talk about the Coinbase effect and what that kind of uh, means for the future of cryptocurrency um, in regards to certain exchanges and things like that. So um, I just hope you guys enjoy the segment coming up. I think it'll be interesting. So I'll see you on, on the other side of the break. Excuse me, chap. I can barely make out what you're saying. Pardon my fiat. I only speak crypto. Pardon my fiat. Cryptocurrency news and updates. All right, all right. Welcome to the part of my fiat section of the show. I want to encourage you to go to shop.christovercrypto.com to get your uh, Christ over Crypto Apparel, where we sell part of my fiat tea so you can show that you're down with uh, cryptocurrency. Also, we sell Christ over Crypto shirts to support uh, your good stewardship of kingdom resources. So we're going to jump right in. I mentioned something earlier before this show, before we got started about the Coinbase effect. Uh, recently, um, I'll, I'll tell the story in reverse. Uh, Ethereum Classic, which is a, a cryptocurrency, was just listed on Coinbase um, a few days ago. And, you know, what what ended up happening was a couple of months before Ethereum Classic got announced, the prices of the coin actually went up to 20 uh, percent higher just on the um, the rumor that it was going to be put on uh, Coinbase. Now, Coinbase, for those of you guys who don't know, you say what's Coinbase? Coinbase is, is an exchange where you can actually buy and sell cryptocurrency. You can hold your cryptocurrency there, although I wouldn't necessarily recommend that, but you can buy and sell cryptocurrency on this exchange, kind of like a stock exchange. I use E-Trade to buy and sell stocks, use Coinbase to buy and sell cryptocurrencies. So Coinbase is one of the most popular exchanges in the United States. And so uh, there, there's there's often a thought that when a coin is listed or cryptocurrency, I'm using those terms interchangeably, when a, when a coin is listed on Coinbase that they get price appreciation um, just from the rumor of it being listed. Now, one of the things that happened last year, which, which caused one of the coins to be halted was Bitcoin Cash 
which is a um, which is a fork of Bitcoin. And for those of you who want to know about forks and coins, um, I won't get into that here. But basically, it's when a coin decides to uh, split off and it's transactions are recorded in a different ledger and therefore it's no longer compatible with the with the ledger that it came from so that we talk about that in the book you can read that ebook.christorcrypto.com if you want to know more about cryptocurrencies and how they're set up and forks and things like that but there was some there was some thought of insider trading because the bitcoin cash went crazy um and coinbase got a lot of heat for releasing kind of, there was a rumor they were going to release Bitcoin Cash, but that kind of just happened and they weren't regulating the trades. So they had to halt trading on Bitcoin Cash because something had happened where the value of Bitcoin Cash actually had almost gone, um, you know, to 50 to 60% of the value of um, Bitcoin. Now, to give you an idea of how crazy that was, Bitcoin Cash now might be, um, might be a tenth of the value of of Bitcoin, maybe a little bit less. I'm not looking at a chart right now, but what I'm saying is that huge run up came from people knowing that Coinbase was going to list the coins. They were pumping the coin up. So what Coinbase did this time was they had a they have a have a different process for introducing uh, the coins. And so when Ethereum was announced, there's a process they go through now to where you wouldn't have to deal with like the manipulation that may may have happened with previous coins they added like Bitcoin Cash. So. The real question, the real point of this segment is, is there a Coinbase effect? And I say, yes, there is. Um, there really is something to the idea of this exchange, certainly popular in the United States. When they list a coin, I think it's going to make the coin more accessible and therefore more people are going to buy it, and therefore it's going to make the price go up. Now, obviously, you hear a lot of times in the crypto market, buy the rumor, sell the news. So the price actually has kind of stalled since it's been listed a few days ago, but it was up 20% um, on, on the rumor that it would be listed. So I just think that even going forward, the price kind of flatlining right now, having a coin on Coinbase is better than not. It's going to lead to more adoption, more accessibility, because while you know we can get into more deeper conversation about you know decentralized exchanges and things like that, the average person delving into cryptocurrency isn't going to get on, say, an Ether Delta, which is a decentralized exchange. Um, it's, it's not going to be something they're going to be comfortable doing. So you want something. Coinbase is a great point of entry for the newcomer to cryptocurrency. So the more, if your coins are listed there, the more people are going to say, okay, well, I'll look at this coin at this price and I'll put it in my portfolio. And therefore, people start building um, those coins like that. So I, I just think that there definitely is something to the Coinbase effect, especially when you also know that, um, you know, I've heard some rumors and there's rumors about Coinbase coming together with an ETF that would encompass all the coins listed in their, um, uh, you know, in their portfolio, so to speak. So right now they have five coins. They have Bitcoin, they have Ethereum, they have Ethereum Classic, Litecoin, um, and Bitcoin Cash. So somebody with access to a Coinbase ETF, um, say Coinbase ETF fund, would have access to those five coins um, without actually having to hold those coins so that they'd have exposure to that. So the more coins that Coinbase adds, the more attractive, say, a Coinbase ETF would be. Um, you know, we talked about this on a previous episode about the, the Bitcoin ETF, um, and, and those are only related to the, the Bitcoin itself. The, the Coinbase ETF, if it happened, would encompass all the coins Coinbase has. And Coinbase has also been rumored to be adding some other, what as they call altcoins, in the future. Um, there's no timeline on any, on any of that. But I guess what I'm saying is, 
it's important to understand how the market moves and, and, and what is and what the situations can dictate. You don't want to get caught in a price um, you know, shift one way or the other. So when you hear about coins being listed and being rumored, um, that's the price is going to go up because that's just what people do. So you don't have to buy at that frenzied all-time high. Like when the coin is actually listed, um, generally the price will kind of, you know, kind of stagnate or surge there. You know, won't really surge. I mean, it may surge over time, but the initial surge happens on the announcement of the rumor of being listed. That's what I've seen with the Coinbase effect. So while I think that, um, you know, it's 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 certainly great we're seeing more coins being adopted. I think it's also important that we know and protect ourselves from these frenzies and the rumors that happen around the price action to make sure that when you're getting into these coins, um, you're not getting in at a time where it's being pumped because of a rumor. Um, and Coinbase kind of has that effect um, when they've had a coin announcement. So again, we you know we talk about uh, that in, in the ebook as well. Um, Bitcoin Revolutionary, which we, which is you can hear at the beginning of the show, but it's a, again ebook.christoverycrypto. You can check out there. It's a free book, free resource, so definitely check it out. I also have resources to a guy, Alessio Rastani, a guy who's a great trader, um, and I watch a lot of his videos on YouTube, and he has a great technical analysis about certain certain crypto markets and things like that. So there's other resources you can use as well when you're getting into actually trading. But I just want to leave you guys with that. Um, kind of discuss what the Coinbase effect is, how it can affect your portfolio, how it can affect you investing. I hope you enjoyed the segment, and I'll see you on another part of my fiat segment soon. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, I want to encourage you to check out Sam Bogan on Entertaining Money, www.entertainingmoney.com. Also on Instagram under the same handle, Entertaining Money. Um, just uh, want to encourage you to subscribe to the podcast, Christ Over Crypto, on iTunes. Leave us a rating. Leave us some feedback there. We'd appreciate it. Also, um, we're on Stitcher, Podbean, and Google Play, as well as YouTube. The YouTube channel has exclusive content, not on podcasts, so I encourage you to subscribe to that channel as well. Again, also check out our generosity page where you can help someone in need. Um, That's always a very important thing. And again, couldn't do the show without you guys. I love you. Uh, Thank you for your support. I will see you very soon on another episode of Christ Over Crypto. Before we get out of here, I want to give you the chance to make the best investment you can ever make. And that's uh, one in, in the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And you know, maybe maybe you're never gone to church. Maybe you're just listening to this and you don't know what this podcast is about, but you're interested in knowing Jesus is more personally. Or maybe you've been walking with God and you've fallen away and you and you want to make sure that you, you start walking back with him again. I encourage you uh, to say this prayer. So repeat after me. God, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I deserve death, which are the consequences of my sin. However, I am trusting in Jesus Christ alone as my Savior, and I ask for forgiveness of my sins. I believe that his death and resurrection provided for my forgiveness and salvation. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me and giving me access to your eternal kingdom. Amen. Congratulations. You started your journey with Christ. Let me encourage you to to find a local church and continue your discipleship with other fellow believers. If you're in the greater metropolitan area of Baltimore, I welcome you to make your church home at I-5 City, located at 681 Hollins Ferry Road in Glen Burnie, Maryland. Service times are on Sundays at 9 and 11. That's all for now. Until next time, always remember, Christ over crypto.